Ala al-Aswani yes. is one of the best known poets. I'm not a poet. Not a poet at all. Not at all. Novelists. <laughs> yes? Yes, yes. In the Arab world. Yes. Welcome to the bibliophile. Thank you very much. And sorry for the terrible introduction. We talk about the contaminating element yes. of politics in art yes. and literature. And yet, it's, it is in a very important part of who you are to promote democracy, correct? Yes, I mean, these are two very different things. You see, you, you talk about literature is one thing, my role as a novelist is one thing, and my participation to the movement of democracy is another thing. They are not the same thing. So you're able to compartmentalize them? Yes, I mean, it's because they are different. If you are a musician, for example, you, do, you, do, you don't play music to, to make a democratic change. Maybe you do, though. Yes, but, I mean, you have to have, you have to try to achieve an artistic value in your music, you see. No, I understand it. So, how do you achieve your artistic, the, an artistic value in your work? By, by writing, I mean, there is an artistic uh, the standard to achieve when you write a novel, you see. So it is different, really, from uh, it is different from my participation to the movement of democracy. This is another thing. I write articles for democracy. I am a member of a Front for, for Democracy in Egypt, but this is different. I do not write novels to make any political change, you see, because it's not the right tool to do this. In my opinion. In your opinion, yeah. Because, I mean, some of the most brilliant novels that have ever been written are ones that deal with essential questions of freedom and... Uh, most of dealing with is something then used for, you see. Dealing with, yes, because you, in the novel you must, you, you must produce life in the novel. Mm-hmm. And when you produce life, you're going. To, you, there is no way you can produce life without including uh, the political element, the social element, the woman issue. You see. Yeah, love and yes. peace and but war. Fine, that's very good. Mm-hmm. But th- yes, this is quite normal. So yes, of course. I mean, that is what novel is all about. But what I am against is to write a novel for political reasons. Mm-hmm. See, this, to, to sit and say, for example, I, I would like to make a change in Quebec here, so I'm going to write a novel to do this. Because in this, I mean, mostly you're going to have a very poor and bad novel if you do this, because the novel, the, the novel is not to be written like this. Mm-hmm. It is very similar but very different to the same. Mm. Not, not to belabor it, but... Uh but it seems to me that uh, that if you want to say something profound, there's nothing much more profound in uh, in your social life than being able to say what you want to say. Yes, of course. But uh, you have, if you have a good novel in the hand, that this novel is going to stay, in the sense that you could re- could read novels which has been have been written. 100, 200 years ago and you still 
find something very interesting to read. This is artistic value mm. in the novel. If the novel was written only to change a dictator, uh, as, soon the, as soon as the dictator is going to be changed, the novel is going to lose its value. Mm. You see, if you, are, if you read, if you, for example, if you read the political article written here 100 years ago, it is no more interesting because the, the issue they were dealing with is no more existing. You mm-hmm. see? Mm-hmm. So there is the element, the artistic element, which gave, uh, which gave the literature its value and its immortality. That's why literature could live. You see. So that accordingly, you cannot sit and write. If you if you would like to change the dictator. Writing a novel is not, it is not really the right way to do it. You can write political articles, you can uh, go on the street and make manifestations, you can uh, make uh, uh, NGOs, you can, you see, but but do not use the novel for a a political instant uh, purpose, because this is not art. It is similar. You're going to include politics inside the novel, but through the life of the characters. Yes, okay. So your definition then of, uh, of art and aesthetic value has to do with realism. Yes, of course. Yes, yes, of course. Again, if we... Are we registering now? No? No, we didn't begin. Yeah, we've begun. We've begun. Yes, That's very good. So... I define I define uh, novel as a life on the papers, a life on the papers that is similar to our daily life, but more profound, more significant, and more beautiful. And how do you achieve that? By art, by writing a novel. You see, it, it, it's, it, the, the real novel is a piece of life on the paper. When you read the novel, then you feel like these characters, if, if, if you were seeing these characters you are reading about, if they were really alive before your eyes, you see. And according, uh, uh, accordingly, you cannot fabricate a novel. It has to have its life, so you cannot fabricate a novel. It's going to be artificial. When you read the novel, you don't, you're not going to feel really the real feeling of the art, the real feeling of the characters, of the drama. You're, you're going to feel that. But you're, fa- you're fabricating it. It's coming from your imagination. I am writing, not fabricating. You see, you see because what's, writing, the di- what's the difference? Uh, yes, exactly. Writing has something organic in it. It has something more natural. You see, but fabrication is totally artificial. You can fabricate a table, but you cannot fabricate a novel. The novel is is a, a living creature. It's, it's something which has its own life. And any novelist, no, any real novelist, I think, knows exactly what I what I'm, I'm saying. You see, because you must be patient. You must listen to the sound of your heart while you you are writing. You must wait, and you must. Try to concentrate to take out uh, the novel from you because uh, you have the novel in your heart as a novelist, and you must concentrate to take it out. So this is very organic. This is life. You see, if the fabrication is is different. We can fabricate materials, but we cannot fabricate art. 
you see. You, can, uh, you cannot fabricate a piece of music, you see. You compose a piece of music. There is, there is a difference, you see. Yes, but you're using different words. We need to get to, you say, taking it out of the heart. Yes, yes. What does that mean? It, you cannot, something is very, something mysterious in fiction writing. Not everything is, you can really explain in full details. But I tell you that uh, there is all the time a motivation for you, if you are a novelist, uh, to take... To, to, to you feel uh, feelings in your heart and you have you are inspired by some people you met in life and you are inspired by some places some cities you see some atmospheres and you have all the time this uh, this tendency to get this out on the papers and this is very important and uh, that's why you usually write about what you know, what you have known, and you do not invent, you see. And if you can, if you succeed in this, if you succeed in, in writing on the paper, the atmosphere, the, the, the milieu you have been in, uh, the, the novel is going to be uh, very honest. Go, you, are, as a reader, is going to feel uh, a, a very real feeling. Uh, truth. Yeah. It, it, exactly. So, are you suggesting that uh, all the great novels must be autobiographical? No, not at all. You use your human experience, but it is autobiography is a very concrete. When you say autobiography, it means that you are going to tell your own personal story. This is not the case. But you are going in the novel writing. You use you use your own personal story to make characters, see? And you change, you make many changes. For example, you, if you write a novel about a, a chief editor, for example, you could, and you are a journalist, you have been working with three or four chief editors, you could make uh, your character, the chief editor, out of these three or four people. You pick up what is convenient to the character, uh, some piece from every chief editor you have been working with. Mm. And then you're going to have your literary character. Who is going to be a kind of cousin of the real person you have met, but not a copy of it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. You've written a, a novel that's going to be coming out in North America in English yes. through HarperCollins yes. this uh, September. How has uh, how did that how did you take that novel out of your heart? I was the novel. The, my coming novel is uh, called uh, Chicago, and uh, I uh, I don't know if you know this, but I am uh, I'm, a, I'm a novelist and a dentist as well. You see, and uh, I have been uh, studying in Chicago for a while in the University of Illinois. So I had I had a master degree of dentistry over there, and uh, I lived in Chicago for a while, and uh, I know Chicago. I, I have my experience there, and uh, uh, from the first first day, uh, I had this feeling that I am having a new experience in my life, and I must keep my eyes open. I must, uh, I must uh, see. I must watch what's happening around me, because one day probably 
I would uh, write a novel about this experience and ex exactly what's happening. This novel now, in the Arab world, is the best-selling novel. Uh, and this is number, I mean, it's uh, made 13 uh, editions in one year. Oh, yes, yes. Now, why, is, why is it so popular? Well, probably it's a good novel. <laughs> <laughs> we take that for granted. Yeah, I, I said probably. Uh, uh, <laughs> but this is not the first time. You see, I, my, my, uh, I had another novel, which is called The Jacobian Building, and it was the best-selling novel as well in the Arab world for, for five years. And now it is, it is now number two, because Chicago is number one. So I am on the list, I am number one and number two. That's, uh, I'm very proud of this. What, what does, uh, incidentally, what does bestseller mean? How many, how many books? Do you have an idea? Yes, I have an idea. In, in, um, in Jacobian building, we exceeded in the Arabic version 500,000 copies. Wow. Uh, in uh, Chicago, which is going faster, uh, we had uh, we made 130,000 copies in one year. So it is uh, the 500,000 were in five years. You see, so uh, and in France, for example, uh, I have very, very, very good numbers of uh, in, in France. Uh, the Jacobian building, my my uh, not this novel, but my novel before had uh, made 250,000 with, with a paperback and Chicago was going very fast, it, it sold 50,000 in two months so in France, so it, it is, uh, and uh, it's a long story you see because I have been on the best selling list in, in more than one country in the West. Mm. Uh, so, uh, but what, so what is it about these novels that makes them so popular in the Arabic world and, and in France? Well, among other places, among other places, because it was in Italy as well, in England. Uh, as I told you, I, I have been translated to 21 languages. I believe that I'm not the right person to evaluate or to try to, to evaluate my work or to try to analyze uh, to analyze my success because professionally it is not uh, very good. Uh, I'm not. I, my, my job is to write novels and for the critics and for the readers to analyze the success. But I tell you uh, personally that I believe in the human, uh, in the human language. I believe that we could be uh, different in, in color, in culture, in religion, but uh, basically we are having the same human heart. Uh, accordingly, we are having the same human feelings. And uh, it is very evident what I'm saying, but uh, uh, I'm sorry to say that sometimes in the world, like this time, this, these days we, we, we are living in, uh, uh, people don't on both sides uh, forget this, that we are human beings. And I believe that I write novels probably uh, to present this fact that we are human beings, you see. So what do you, you, you express in a sort of poetic way the uh, depths of how we can love each other or hate, way, hate each way, other? Yeah, or we, you can, uh, you, in Chicago, for example, you have, you have Egyptian uh, characters and you have American characters as well in the novel, and they are dealing together. And uh, it has very good uh, reviews in France, uh, for example, and one, one critic wrote something that I did like. He said that uh, this novel showed us that the people are people on both sides, in the Arab world and in the West.
they, they just want to uh, almost the same things. They want to 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 live a peaceful life with their ch- children, to to give better education to their children, to uh, to give better opportunity in life for the children, and to live with dignity. And uh, and sometimes, uh, what is poisoning this opportunity uh, of their life is uh, are the regimes uh, on both sides. You see. Uh, the, the dictatorship in the Arab world and the capitalist regime in in in, in America. That that's what he wrote, and yeah. I believe it's very it's very close to the novel. This uh, analysis, it, I, in my own opinion, it is very close to the novel because I believe in the human being as a matter of fact. But that's that's not new. That's you know that's understood. Yes. Yes, but, you but, but so you've done it. You've put it in on the page in a, a way that's different. Yes, I mean it's. I mean, life is not new, and the, the ideas of life are not new, and the human feelings are not new. But but the art is always capable to produce a new formula of what you consider as old ideas or old feelings. Old feelings that are universal yes. and immortal. Yes, 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 yes. And, and the artist is powerful in this. It, it could produce a new formula. If you, if you see a movie, for example, about a love story, I mean, you know, we, we have seen a lot of love stories, you see, but you could see a movie with a love story with a very, very different perspective, you see. With a very new presentation of the human feelings, and uh, it does not mean that uh, the, the movie is going to to present very new human feelings because there is no very new no. feelings. No, exactly. But the way and the context, the artist, the artistic context, uh, does count. How do you present this? Okay. Now, so uh, how do you present it? Well, I I uh, I think that it's much better to read the novel because it is <laughs> it is five it's almost uh, six hundred page novel. So, uh, uh, but I I try to make my characters uh, living on the papers, as I told you. And I love my characters. I try to understand them uh, and not to judge them. Try to understand even their mistakes. Uh, why they did these mistakes, and uh, I believe that uh, the only way to to get to the depth is, uh, of the novel is to read it. Okay, could we look at a couple of those mistakes that people have made in your novel then, and uh, maybe what they've what makes them human once they've made it, and and how they might learn from it then. Well, there was, for example, a very intelligent female character uh, who uh, came from the countryside uh, of Egypt with a very conservative education about sex and love, etc. And she went directly to Chicago, you see. Uh, She didn't even pass by a big city in Cairo. So she had a cultural shock and she began to revise her own education about love and and physical relations and she little by little she fell in love fell in love with a person over there American? Egyptian I did love the way uh, she was really revising her own life you see 
At one moment, I think everybody could do this. Uh, at one moment, when you when you make a very very strong turning point, then I think it's very human to uh, just to think about your life, the life you had before, and if you did all the time the right things, if your choices have been the right ones. And I felt, uh, because uh, I'm not going to tell you the end for the listeners to, to buy the book, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but uh, it, it was really very, very, uh, very human. She had her question about her body and conservative education, about uh, being a female uh, in a conservative uh, family. Uh, that was her case. And uh, you have, uh, on the other side, you have a black woman, American woman, who fell in love with a white professor, a white leftist professor. And uh, you could see how these couple is not really very accepted everywhere. I mean, they are accepted in some milieus, but not everywhere. And you could discover how uh, the strong glove could defend, you see, and even when you have a really strong glove, you could, you could defend your love even uh, when you have some aggressive people against you. And uh, the novel is full of characters and full of stories. And, uh, but I think all the time I tried not to judge my characters, as I just explained, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. to get closer to them and try to explain, I try to understand what, how they feel and what they do. Mm -hmm. Which brings us back to the first part of our conversation. It seems to me that uh, if I'm a, a, an Arabic woman living in a traditional... Um, with a traditional education and traditional society, I read a story like that, that's going to motivate me to want to experiment and embrace what a, a democracy might provide for me. Yes. More so than, uh, than your, your journalistic essay on, yes, on bringing, bringing about democracy. Fine, but you... And that's why the government, I'm surprised, you know, some governments may want to ban your book. Well, it didn't happen to me for, for some reason. So far it happened with some other friends, but not me. But I tell you that what you... I, I'm not against what you're saying. I'm saying that the novel is much more profound than just just to be used as a political tool, you see. But I tell you that, yes, the novel is, does not change the situation, but the novel it does change us, does change the readers, mm -hmm. you see. Uh, so yes, I absolutely agree, because you, the novel is teaching us how to be more open and more tolerant and more courageous and uh, and uh, and less judgmental to other people and uh, and I believe that this is this is one of the most important roles of literature as I agree. Without being overtly political, it's exactly it's exactly. mostly uh, as you it's say. A human. Yes, it's a human. Uh, for example. Uh, a wife who cheats her husband, it's, it, this is a very bad behavior all over the world. But in literature, you had two of the classics trying to explain the situation of such a wife. 
you had Madame Bovary, mm. uh, Gustave Robert in France, and you had Anna Karenina by Tolstoy in Russia. This is literature. We and then look what happens to both of them. Yes, exactly. Before judging them, try to understand and listen. You see? And I think this is one of the messages of literature. Yes. How does, uh, in, in closing, uh, this whole idea of the writer, the writer's role in society, or maybe there is no role. The writer is, as you said, just simply someone who wants to get to what's human. Yes. But there are writers, Martin Amos, for one, who has caused a lot of controversy by raising a flag of fear about uh, Islamism taking over democracy just by their sheer number. And eventually they'll be able to vote the, you know, their leaders into power and then they'll take over and we won't have democracy anymore. First of all, what do you think about that? Do you think that's something that should be of concern? And second of all, what do you think about Martin Amos's activities in this field? No, I mean, we, we, we have two different things here. We have the, the role of art. We have the, we're talking about how the novel should not be used as a direct uh, political tool. Yeah, and he's but, not doing that. He's yeah. writing, as you as yes, you know. Yes, as I'm telling you again. Yeah. But there is a, a social and political and cultural obligation for the writer. The writer, I mean, I'm talking about the writer, not the novelist. I mean, the novelist is very spe- specific to, because the novelist is the, is the artist. But you could be a non-fiction writer, and you could, as in my case, I write novels and I write non-fiction yes. at the same time. So I believe that this is a role of the writer to to to, to be concerned about many issues, and uh, even uh, the writer is supposed to foresee what kind of problems and dangers are coming. You see, but I must tell you that I disagree with this uh, with this assumption. I believe that. In the West, people, for some reasons, I mean, they are not to blame, but for complicated reasons related to politics, and they don't have really uh, a very clear uh, and determined idea about Islam, you see. So they confuse many things, and I'm sorry to say this, because uh, the Islam is a religion like any other religion, and uh, it could be uh, interpreted, it could have... It's, or it's a positive interpretation or negative interpretation, you see. Uh, for example, the Catholic Church, in my opinion, gave the word very positive values about law, even, even if you are not a Christian. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the Catholic Church gave the word the opportunity of, of love and forgiveness and tolerance and many, many good values. But the same church through a negative interpretation began inquisition in Spain and uh, the, uh, uh, thousands of, uh, of Jews who were burned there and thousands of Muslims who were burned. So it depends on how do you read the same religion. So I believe that what we are seeing, the terrorism we are seeing and we are suffering uh, from, and I believe that we are suffering all over the world, not only in the West, the terrorist attacks are everywhere. It is a version of the religion, and it is the wrong one, you see. And I believe that there is, uh, there is another interpretation. There has been, for example, in Egypt for centuries, 
a very tolerant interpretation of the same religion. That's why, uh, that's why Egypt has been a cosmopolitan place for centuries. We had received all kinds of immigrants in Egypt, uh, Italians, Greeks, uh, Jews, Armenians, and they, they uh, lived in Egypt for, uh, for uh, years. I believe that it is about time to try to, to understand other people and uh, to try uh, to, if there, is, if there are some problems of minorities in a democratic country, I think that democracy is to try to solve uh, this problem much better than try to, to portray these people as the bad people or the people who are going to be dangerous or because it's it's I think it's uh, it's not accurate and it is not fair as well. So the idea that Islam or those who, who follow the faith immigrating to the West will be able to vote in a block is just not something that you think is going to be feasible or happen? No, I don't think because if you are. Uh, if you are going to be integrated and you have equal opportunity like any other person in a society, there is no, I think, there is no reason you're going to feel as a minority anymore. You see? That's, that's, my, that's my argument, too. I, I agree with it. It seems to me that if, if you come to a new country or society and you're given freedoms that you never had before, why would you want to go back? No, back. It's, uh, because you... You are voting as a minority when you don't feel secure, right? But let's make it this way. If you have Muslims coming here and they become really uh, a Canadian citizens and they feel like they are just like anybody else, you have then at this time their own differences are going to show up because you are going to have some Muslim who is the right, right-wing Muslim and some leftist. So some of them are going to vote for the left and some for the right because they don't have any more the issue of being a minority, you see. Mm -hmm. But if you cannot integrate them and if you isolate them and if you make them feel all the time they are different and probably they are less, you see, there is no wonder at one point that they are going to act the same way. You put you... Uh, as, uh, They'll feel sort of persecuted, as you say. Exactly. Yes. So they are going to act on the level the society has put them on. You see? Yeah. Very good. Okay. Well, I'd like to thank you for your time. Thank you very much. It was really very interesting. And uh, good luck with the uh, Chicago. Not that you need luck with it. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> Chicago is due out, and it'll be in bookstores, will it? In, yes. in uh, yes. September? In September, yes. In, in North America. Everywhere, yes, here in Canada, and uh, US, and uh, Europe, everywhere. Okay. And I've been talking with El Al Al Eswani. Yes. Thanks very much again. Thank you, sir. Thank you.